Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of City Wave Cinema. Order of the Phoenix. Order Part of the Phoenix. Two. Part two. Why are you saying everything that I'm saying? I'm James. I'm America, and That's... I wasn't saying everything you were saying. I wasn't saying everything you were saying. I. I. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Fuck you. Fuck you. It was the greatest game of silent chicken I've ever played. We're back. Like Terminator, but different. I'm bitter. Like Terminator, but not different. Just, <laughs> just like Terminator. So, where do we leave off? 82 degrees is too, too many degrees. Ginny hit him. Hit him with the reducto, Ginny. The fucking strongest wizard I've ever seen do wizard shit. My god. The Weasleys make them different. They're built different. Molly and Arthur got some good genes. They're fucking dorks, but they make fucking good-ass wizards. Make good wizard babies. Ron, he's like average for how good the wizards are. I mean, he's a strategic mastermind. Ron is a genius wizard. Mm -hmm. Ginny is an extraordinarily powerful wizard. Mm -hmm. The wiz the we the twins. I have to seize this moment. Um, okay. actually, it's oh. called pure blood, not pure <laughs> bread. So <laughs> that was me responding to something in chat. I'm back now. Continue. All right, are, are we done doing that for right now? Cool. Fucking. A, dude. So this episode's gonna contain mostly the back half of the movie. Because we've already passed the halfway point of the movie. Um, the ending. Yes. So Harry, at this point in the film, after Ginny Reducto's the dummy to death, uh, he's a pretty good he's a pretty good dark arts professor. This is right before Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Right? So they go off to do Christmas. And as I recall, nothing really fucking happens at Christmas. Oh, that's right. Thank you. For that was me. For those of you who can't see this live, that was me demonstrating a snake She just bite pretended. To she took her hand and held it up in a fist, but with a claw, like with three fingers pointed out, and she just went and like jabbed her fingers forward in a, like a snake bite style jab. And to remind me of the time when Harry. Uh, prediction dreamed that Arthur Weasley in the Department of Mysteries was getting fucked up by Voldemort's snake, Tallulah, or whatever its name is. Nagini. Sure. Tallulah. I, I don't fucking know. They're, they're Can fucking... you imagine, though? Can all the Harry Potter fans in the universe right now with me just imagine the snake being named Tallulah? Well, what kind of fucking name is Nagini? That's just Ginny with more letters. Like, nah, Ginny. That's fucking... That, the snake is just Molly Weasley saying, nah, Ginny. Not now. You know? That's that's all it fucking is. That's a dumb name for a snake. Should have named it Tallulah. That's a great name for a snake. Why is that a great name? I'm, because I came up with it. And I'm smarter and better than J.K. Rowling in every single way. Did you create a universe that's worth billions I've, I've of dollars? I've created multiple universes that's that I've told no one about. Billions of dollars? I've told no one about them. Well, when yours is worth she billions of listen, dollars, listen, then you listen. can talk about how you're better than J.K. Rowling. Listen, J.K. Rowling hates trans people and gay people, so I win by default. I don't think she hates gay people, considering Dumbledore is gay, but she does have an issue with trans people. So I win by default. Because I don't do those things. <laughs> I don't have an issue with any people. I think that makes you a better person. Yeah, I'm better know. than she is. I, I said I was better than she is in every single way, and that's the way. <laughs> She's rich and a fucking asshole. I'm poor and better. Fuck J.K. Rowling. Anyways. I'm getting mad about some more shit before this episode's over. You just, just you wait. Just you wait. You've stopped getting mad at the movies. It's because there there were three movies worth of shit to be mad about, and they've just repeated those mistakes through the rest of the movies. No one tells Harry anything. Everyone's mad. 
No one tells Harry anything. Actually, one of my notes in here is that no one fucking told Harry any of the things he needed to know about this movie. No one tells Harry anything. The adults are all fucking worthless. Everybody sucks. Everybody hates Harry. Everybody loves Harry. Fucking Hermione sucks. Ron's a bitch baby. It's the same shit. They repeat their mistakes through every movie, right? But the strength of the movie comes from the story that they're writing. And in the first three movies where they're world building, the story sucks. So the mistakes are super prevalent. The mistakes of having characters that are multidimensional are not technically mistakes. They're just gripes that I have because I want a perfect world. You can't have a perfect world. In this world, it's important that the adults are shitty and that no one tells Harry anything. Because if none of those things happen, then the story doesn't happen. True. It's it's important to make the point of all the things I complain about are things that irk me as a viewer because I want things to make sense and be efficient and fast. Nothing in this universe makes sense, is efficient, or fast. Which is shocking considering the amount of magic and powerful wizards that there are. It is a brilliant world of very similar people to that there are in the real world. It's a very good parallel. J.K. Rowling deserves all the credit in the world for building a parallel universe that is very similar and has very similar problems, very similar issues that are all highlighted through the lens that a child can digest through. Fucking hate all of this shit. <laughs> what was that quote that Brendan Lee Mulligan said that... I really liked it about uh, the wizarding world and the universe creation. You told it to me the other day. The the you you know that the world building for Harry Potter is so good because it's been near thirty years <gasps> and people still know it's actually only been twenty years. Well, since the books? Oh, since the books. The, yeah, sorry. The books are the foundation of the world building. Fuck the movies. So yeah, near 30. It's been near 30 years. It's been near 30 years. And people still know what their Hogwarts houses are. To this day. To this day, little kids get on Pottermore and take the quiz to find out what their Hogwarts house is. That's good world building. That's a quote from uh, a guy called Brennan Lee Mulligan, who is a uh, writer for uh, former writer for College Humor and a exquisite storyteller and dungeon master in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. He's very famous in that realm. Um, he sat down this interview. He sat down with Matthew Mercer, another key figure in Dungeons and Dragons, and uh, yeah, they talked about world building and made mention of Harry Potter because it is easily one of the deepest most lore filled worlds that's n easy to digest I should say because Lord of the Rings also exists and that's very deep lore wise but it's so fucking hard to work through the weeds of that story and the weeds of that world that it is it's just it's not that's not as good world building the a world building is only as good as how easy it is for people to get into it and lock in for a long time. It's very easy to get into the Harry Potter world, and it's fairly simple to stay locked in for a long time. I never watched a movie or read a book, and I still knew what my Hogwarts house was because she made me take the Pottermore quiz. It's a requirement to be dating me. Weird. Weird requirement. I need to know who you are. That's your fucking litmus test? There are bad Gryffindors, too. I know. All of Slytherin is but evil, it... but there are bad Gryffindors, too. I am not evil. I am cunning and ambitious. And evil. And all Gryffindors are assholes, so. That's true. We're not better. As a unit. We all have hero complexes. That is so true. But... All the Ravenclaws are annoying, and all the Hufflepuffs are just, you know, they're fine. They do their own thing. So, dipping back into the movie. I, uh, 
Because this is a movie podcast. Yeah, we're still talking about the I mean, this is... Can't really, that was all part of talking about the movie. Yeah. Uh, after we do Harry is a good dark arts professor, there's just a sequence where there's just so many feelings. Uh, 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 fucking Umbridge discovers the class that Harry's been holding because they fucking... Malfoy did classic Slytherin shit and caught Cho Chang and they forced her to ingest truth serum, found the room, broke the door open. Literally broke the wall in Hogwarts, yeah. actually. Fuck Dolores. Bad character. It's a very good character. Um It's so well written. Mm-hmm. One of the best written bad guys I've experienced in a long minute. Uh, James compared her to Joffrey today. Like, I did. I I said that's some Joffrey shit right there. About uh, the actress's performance. It was very good. Very good. Um, let's see. Maybe Man, watch there, Game of Thrones. there's just no... There's just so much... There's so many feelings just all packed into like the next like 10 minutes of sequences where there's betrayal there's heartbreak there's frustration there's anger harry snaps at dumbledore it's fucking crazy shit's crazy right um dumbledore he's been for the for the majority of the movie dumbledore's been largely dismissive of harry like not even really acknowledging him which you know is if you're a little kid you're not gonna pick up on that but you pay attention for two minutes you figure out that Dumbledore is like almost just straight not even acknowledging that Harry fucking exists he's just there to do school shit and be aloof and off in his office somewhere right um and it's really getting under Harry's skin that he's just not able to fucking talk to Dumbledore this whole time so finally they go up to uh the, the Harry it's brought up to Dumbledore's office because there's going to be a big to-do and... Wait. This wait. Is, he got brought up to the office during the dream. That's the moment you're thinking of when he said, look at me. Yeah. It was after he had the dream about Arthur Weasley. You're a little out of order on your events. I'm out of order. Dolores hasn't found him yet. Yeah. Dolores hasn't found him yet. Before Christmas break, there was a, the kiss with Cho Chang and Harry Potter and then... Harry had a dream about Arthur Weasley and the snake, which we talked about for like 10 minutes ago and I forgot about it. Um, he's been having these recurring nightmares with Voldemort, and so they take him up to Dumbledore and they're trying to sort it all out. Dumbledore is setting up protection and shit for the school by talking to the paintings on the walls, and Harry loses it and screams at him. He goes, look at me. Like, fucking... Right here, man. We're dealing with shit right here, right now. You just fucking sort this shit out first. It's kind of what Harry's going for, right? And so he yells at him. Snape comes in the room. And Dumbledore does not acknowledge Harry. <laughs> and Snape goes, You wanted to see me? And Dumbledore tells him that he was he wanted to wait until morning, but he can't. Uh, and we just smash cut to uh, Snape fucking dragging Harry down the stairs uh, and giving him some like much needed backstory and basically explaining what's going on because Dumbledore's not going to fucking do that for reasons. Uh, and so Snape explains what's going on and then he's like, begrudgingly, he's like, listen, we have to fucking strengthen your mind because you have, you're getting probed by Voldemort basically. And unless you can fucking lock his ass out of your mind, he will control you, turn you against your friends, turn your friends against you, all this shit. Any memory you have that you hold on to uh, is a weapon, basically, to be used against you. Uh, and so he starts gruesomely a little bit training Harry to lock down his mind. Uh Harry sucks at that shit. He's just not very good. He's Harry not, is not good at oculumency. Not good at locking his mind down. He's too emotional, too fly off the handle, too upset, too angsty. Listen to My Chemical Romance. 
uh, ba 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 ba. Uh, Dumbledore really ought to explain shit yes, to Harry. Yes, it's that movie, Green Gorilla. <laughs> uh, all that goes on. Snape's got to help Harry, uh, and then somehow they get back to the Order of Phoenix. It's Christmas. Uh, oh yes, we got, they go back, uh, and Creature's fucking asshole. Uh, Creature is like Dobby, but a peep, a pile of shit. Creature is a, is a pile of shit. He looks worse than Dobby, and he's angrier and sucks. Um, Sirius explains part of his family tree to Harry. Uh, you get a quick view of Bellatrix Lestrange, who is related to Sirius. They're cousins. Uh, they're cousins. Uh, That's a this the black tree is fucked up, dude. This shit's wild. They were two we on the side of Voldemort. We get some. We get some backstory on Sirius's life, uh, which is just as sad as Harry's life. Um, and then we go back to Hogwarts. Uh, Harry's walking with Cho. Ron and Hermione run up, and Hermione's like Hagrid. And then they all run off as a trio and just straight up leave Cho, who's like sad that they left. Like, and I sat there. I was like, "How do you just not take Cho with you?" Well, because she's not to be trusted with top secret information. Yeah, but we don't know that yet. Well, we know that she's not part of the Golden Trio, therefore she does not get to know top secret information. Yeah, but that makes Harry a bad boyfriend. That's what that does. That makes Harry a bad boyfriend, and he should not date Cho Chang. I didn't tell you all my secrets the first month we were together. Bad, bad girlfriend. You didn't take me to see Hagrid. It's upsetting. Why? I did take you to see Diagon Alley. Later. And it was hot, and we all got mad. Not there. We got mad got at mad the later. happiest place on Earth. Yeah, fuck Disney. Um, blah, blah, blah. We learn during the Sirius Black flashback scene. Or not a flashback scene. It's the Sirius Black family tree scene. We learn that Bellatrix Lestrange, who is... Uh, Sirius's cousin, tortured uh, Neville Longbottom's parents to death with the Cruciatus curse. Cruciatic? Cruciatus. You were right. Cruciatus. Cruciatus curse. Uh, true negative bad guy energy. Um, and then, yes, here is where it happens. Everyone's a bad guy and Slytherins are the worst, but Dolores is actually the worst. Uh, that's the sequence where... Cho gets got by uh, the Slytherins, who are cunts, and they fucking get her with the truth serum. They bust the whole party down. Uh, it's a good thing they had practiced their uh, Patronus charms there. And uh, so, you know, they're about as ready as they possibly can be for the shit. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's just... Um, actually, from the chat, Neville's Neville's parents are not dead. They're not dead? No, remember I told you they're stuck in the hospital with, they've lost their minds, they're insane. They were tortured into insanity. They don't even, like, remember who Neville is. They're fucking dead. Brain dead. It's like getting a, it's like getting a lobotomy. You don't, you're not you anymore. You got an ice pick through your eyeball into your brain. It scrambles your shit. You're not... You lose all the function. It's fucked up. I did tell you that. You just forgot. I did not remember that. I didn't tell you that. I told you this last time. I wrote Neville didn't deserve any of the shit that happened to him. Which is true. Um, Everyone's a bad guy. So there's blah, blah. And then we get well, we jump cut to another uh, little training session between Harry and Snape, uh, where Snape's getting madder and madder at Harry and mad because about... Harry's not trying to. Snape's credit, they've been working for months, and Harry still sucks. Like I don't, I, I have a hard time with it because I don't know. I want to say you're right. Harry's not trying. But the way that Harry sort of has picked up on shit in the past is when it's been explained properly. Like, kind of how if things are explained to Harry, it goes well. Who would have fucking thought? 
Uh, Snape does a god-awful job of explaining what exactly it is he's supposed to be doing. Like, who taught him the Patronus charm? Lupin. Lupin? You know what he told him? Literally step-by-step how to do it. And guess what? Harry figured it out. Snape's trying to teach him to lock his mind down. It is admittedly more complicated than doing a Patronus charm. But he didn't explain shit. In the movie, anyways. Maybe it's explained deeper in the book. For what I remember, not really, because I still don't understand how he's supposed to do it. So, it, I don't think this is a, to Snape's credit, Harry's not trying. How, what's he supposed to fucking do? I don't know. No one explains a goddamn thing to Harry Potter for the whole movie series. We're fucking five movies deep and no one's explained shit except Lupin. And Lupin taught him how to do the one fucking thing that saved his life like three times. When you explain shit to Harry Potter, the story gets solved. In a perfect world, you can write the story and not have it be to where you have to keep your character out of the loop on everything in order to make it work. We talked about this at the in the second episode of Goblet of Fire, though, why this is the way it is and how it makes Harry Of course it makes relatable Harry. And... It makes Harry relatable because no one explains anything to children either. I still don't know how to do my taxes. I, we pay someone. I pay someone who knows how to do my taxes to do my taxes. I did 12 years of school and then four years of college. I don't know how to do my taxes. I don't know how to change the oil in my car. I've had people show me and like try to teach me and I still don't know how to change the oil in my car. There is a guy on TikTok who says, things I wish I had known before my 30s. He is a younger-ish millennial like ourselves. And he says some of the most poignant shit that explains shit that no one's ever fucking bothered to explain to normal humans like us. That makes up like the way to put a trash bag in a trash can. You've also, I've been doing it wrong for 25 fucking years. You've also probably been using a can opener wrong if you have like the twisty ones. Yes. Just so you know. Everything we do is wrong and no one explains how to do it right. Which means Harry Potter's the most relatable protagonist of all time because no one fucking explains shit to him and he just fucking improvises the whole series. He does say that in this movie. He's like, I'm just kind of lucky. <laughs> like, a lot yeah. of the time. They, they almost It's almost like, if it was a satire, that would absolutely be them poking fun at themselves. Like, yeah, we didn't explain anything to him. He's just lucky. Like, except for they don't, they're not on the nose about how often they don't explain shit to Harry. It's subtle. Just no one fucking explains anything to him. So I, 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 to go back to the movie, I don't think it's to Snape's credit that Harry's not trying. Harry doesn't know what to try. How can he possibly do this? It's not, it's impossible. It's I'm gonna, impossible. I'm going to look it up because now I need to know. Fucking I need to understand occulency. Good luck. Um, so in the middle of this training session that they're in, uh, Harry's just fucking sick and tired of going at it for hours with Snape, and so Snape goes back in with the occlumency. Occlumency? Yeah, it's occ occlumency. Occlumency is was the magic of protecting one's mind against legilimency, and yeah. So Snape dives back into Harry's mind, but before the spell goes off all the way, Harry goes protecto. And it's basically just a shield or a reflective, okay. a reflective spell. In the book, before you get into the whole flashback right, scene of ahead, trauma. Go ahead, go ahead. In the book, Severus tells Harry to empty, you have to empty yourself of emotion. Fools who wear their hearts proudly on their sleeves, who cannot control their emotions, who wallow in sad memories and allow themselves to be provoked easily. <laughs> like Harry Potter? All things Harry does. Um, are weak people, in other words. They stand no chance against his powers. He will penetrate your mind with absur absurd ease, Potter. Um, so basically, you have to avatar. You gotta go. You gotta full ang it out and just... Uh, like he did in the forest with the faceless person where you just gotta be like... As if you don't, if you react, they'll steal your face. Yeah. So don't react. Don't change your face. Just neutral the whole time. That's essentially what you have to do with your brain. Um, 
you got to clear it, make it blank and empty. So essentially he would do this before he goes to sleep so that it's not easy to get into his head is what they were saying. Um, so there you go. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to meditate essentially. Well, that's shitty advice. Uh, and it doesn't happen in the book until this training session where he says, control your emotions. And, uh, as we all know, Harry's bad at that. So Harry casts Protecto on himself, uh, and then fucking the spell reflects back at Snape, basically. Uh, and Harry goes into Snape's mind, which Snape was not ready for. And they had just had this big fight about Harry's dad and how Harry's dad was a good man. So no. Snape was not in control of his emotions. Yeah, at the Snape time was angry and was having thoughts of his past. And guess what? Harry's dad's a fucking asshole. James Potter, not a great person in school. What a dick! Oh baby, did I get mad? Oh, wee! I was furious. I think this is the time you stood up during this movie. Full, full bullying flashback to James Potter doing underage magic and bullying Severus Snape. What do they call him? Greasius? Uh, Snivellus. Snivellus. Greasius. Which isn't even a good play on his name. That's shitty bullying. But if you notice, um, I don't know if you caught it in the beginning of the movie because you didn't see the flashback, but J uh, Sirius still calls him Snivellus when he's mad and stuff. Like they were having the order. I meeting. did. I did hear. I did catch that, and I was like, "Oh, that's from like back when they were all young." Yes, but everyone's a dick to Snape. Snape does so not no, have no, a good child. No wonder Snape's so pissed off all the time. He's got. Fucking PTSD from the Potter He's family. He's got trauma. Like, I'm led to believe that he also was into it, trying to get it, get it, Lily Potter. What was her maiden name? Lily Moskovitz. No. Lily Moskovitz riding in the stang. Shout I out to the Princess Diaries. Remember her maiden name. Doesn't matter. Snape was into her. And know, James though. Potter is a fucking dick. And Harry, for the first time, sees that maybe his parents weren't the hottest shit. Maybe his dad was a fucking asshole. Lily Evans. Lily Evans. Right. Well, James Potter's a dick. And he Lily is not Evans... a good person when he's younger. He grows up to be a good man. That's great. Everyone talks. All the good guys talk so well about James Potter and Snape. Get, has a memory that's like, yeah, but not really. He he grew up, but when he was immature and stuff, he was not a good person. Immature Gryffindors remind me of, like, your stereotypical TV series jock. Yeah. Like, that's, that's how I envision most immature Gryffindors. They're just dicks for no reason. Anyways. Teenagers suck. That that made me angry. Um, then we get to the owls. The last test. The wizard exams. to Ordinary wizarding levels. Fucking. This is. Uh, for all you United States kids. This is the SATs of the wizarding world. These are your standardized tests. That are completely worthless. And prove absolutely nothing because what's the fucking purpose I view of them comparing more, every kid to every other kid? I view them more like your uh, state standardized testing. Like in Colorado, they were called the CSAPs. I don't know what they're called. I think they're TDAPs here in Texas. But they're. Whatever they are, they're fucking worthless. They allow you to get placements into certain classes in your sixth and seventh years based on your scores. Right, so they're fucking worthless. Uh, who was it? Mark Twain? What good is judging a fish on its ability to climb a tree? Yeah, the standardized tests can go fuck themselves. And the inventors can go fuck themselves. And every child left behind can go fuck itself. I'm mad. I'm heated. My blood's up. Uh, back to the movie. We, we're in the scene 
there's like it's like a long hallway, like a long hall. They're in the great hall. Uh, yeah, where the where the feasts happen. They're doing the tests in the, where the feasts happen. There's an enormous pendulum that's just swinging. Dolores Umbridge is up there at the front, standing like an asshole. It's a wonder they didn't make her eat an apple. She's proctoring the exam. Yeah, she's proctoring the exam. No, her thing's sipping tea. Yeah, sipping with like four fucking heaping spoonfuls of sugar per cup, like an animal. James kept going, I was like, Jesus. Uh, every time she put another spoonful. I used to drink my tea full of sugar, and then I became an adult, and now I drink my tea with honey a little. And lemon a little. Or if I'm drinking Thai tea with uh, some... What's the milk? What is it? It's special. It's canned. There's a name for it. I know. All right, we both suck. I'll put that in it. It's sweetened milk, basically. Oh, condensed milk. Condensed milk. I put condensed milk in my Thai tea. Good um, as shit. Every um, once in a while, if I'm feeling nostalgic, mm-hmm. here's, you want to know... I was, we're really off the fucking rails here. There's just so much ADHD. We're drinking and we're fucking upset. No, I used to, you know those little cups of tea you'd get at like Chinese restaurants or like this big, like your yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese tea cups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You used to get the green tea at, you've seen them on TikTok, that guy I've that seen makes them. the tea? I've seen them. They're like this big. I've never had them, but I've seen them. But when you used to go to Chinese restaurants back in the day, mm. they used to bring you like a pot of tea. Cool. For, with your meal or That's before dope. your meal and you could sip on the tea. So I used to have green tea, but I used to put... And I do not joke with you. You know those sugar packets they put on your table? Yeah. Four in that tiny cup of tea. And I... You were just baby Dolores Umbridge. In that cup of tea like this tall. Four sugar packets. Dude, your tea would have been crunchy. There's not enough liquid to dissolve it all. It dissolved. Did you just eat crunchy tea? No. Sometimes there was a sugar pile at the bottom. (laughs) Because it didn't... Fuck, that's gross. That's as bad as you drinking soy sauce packets. What? What is? What? What? I? What? How? How are you alive? I'm not. Oh well, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so we were doing this whole fucking exam, and the right before this, we see there's a there's a brief scene where Harry stumbles upon the Weasley twins, the older boys. Um, comforting this young, like a first year, mm-hmm. whose hand has been marred by Umbridge's fucking corporal punishment, and they're, they're trying to, you know, comfort and make him feel better. And Umbridge is way the fuck down the hall, and is like taunts Harry, and is like, "You see, bad children always get punished." And then uh, Fred and George decide immediately. That they have had it with school, and now they are rogue wizards. Uh, some beautiful dialogue exchanged between the two of them. Cut to the exam. There's a thud. And then there's another thud. This is my favorite scene in the entire series. It's because you like the destruction of power. And then there's another Viva la revolution! Thud. And then Dolores, like, stomps her way to the door of the Great Hall, opens it, looks outside and looks around, and then fucking sparklers and fireworks start flooding into the Great Hall and going off, and the Weasley boys fly fly in on brooms, and it's like they just pulled the pins on a bag of grenades and threw that shit in the fucking room, and that whole motherfucker explodes in fireworks and is colorful displays and umbrage is practically lit on fire a couple of times and she's just like she's so stunned that this could possibly be happening that she doesn't do any of the magic she is capable of doing to stop this from happening and so it just continues to carry on and then they was it fred or george (laughs) who knows one of them lights this big like dynamite stick looking thing yeets it up into the corner of the ceiling, it goes off and it turns into an enormous fire dragon, which then chases Umbridge back out of the room as she runs from it, and it whooshes all the papers and exams, it burns them and floods them around the room, and then it chomps Umbridge at the end uh, and slams into the wall, uh, which does not kill Umbridge like everyone wished it that it did. 
and, and all of the decrees that she had slammed into the wall by Filch fall, and the glass shatters, and they all fall around her. And Fred and George don't give a single solitary fuck because they're like, eh, we fucking quit, and they dip. Uh, and everyone is like, yeah, 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 and then they all run out of the fucking exam room because who fucking cares now, I guess. Uh, and that's just tremendous. We love that. And I said that the Weasley boys are some pyrotechnic geniuses. They're very, very good at explosions. They're very good at a lot of things. They also created, like, this whole... The amount of skill that would go into creating, like, some of their stuff, like those, uh... Like these, like the candies that make you sick and then you eat the other half and they cure you just so you can get out of class. I'm telling you, the Weasleys might be the most magic-impressive family of all of them. Like, everyone's always like, well, Fred and George don't pay attention. They're like, they're not good at school, like all this stuff. But, like, they obviously paid attention in potions. They obviously know something because the amount of time, like, the amount of skill it would take to make some of this stuff is insane. I, I make jokes all the time when something like convenient happens and I'm just like, well, it witchcrafted its way into being. Friend George literally just witch and wizardcraft their way into doing shit. Uh, and it's tremendous. We love them. My next note says Hermione is smarter than everyone. And this note comes about, and I know why this note comes about. It's because uh, Harry finally has his little Dumbledore's army convinced that they need to go and say serious because he has another nightmare and Sirius is being tortured by uh Sirius is being tortured by Voldemort in the Order of the Mysteries department Depar department of the mysteries at the Ministry of Magic uh and Harry finally figures out where the door is it's in the department of mysteries so uh he's like I'm going alone and everyone's like what if Instead of that, you didn't do that. And we all went with you. And he was like, ugh. And so they all go. Um, and they're like, we're going to have to use the flu network, which is to teleport through the chimneys. Uh, and then uh, they're like, well, Umbridge has all the chimneys under surveillance. And Harry's like, not all of them. And they witchcraft their way through her door, pick the lock. Uh, unfortunately, she has a million cats on her wall on portraits, and they all are alive. And so she is informed immediately that someone broke into her office. Uh, how she got there so fast, I'll never know. But uh, they're I mean, looking around no, for the chimney or whatever to go, and they're talking to each other. And then Umbridge is just there. Like, I... They have the Marauder's map. Why would they not, like, just wait until she was on the other side of the whole fucking place? Because time is up. The essence got to save Sirius. Right. But can't be caught by Umbridge trying to get there. You can't... You're not allowed to apparate! You're not allowed! Dumbledore can't. It's only Dumbledore. Fuck! Take a breath. I... Take a breath. It... These, these little bullshit rules that are made up for the fucking convenience make me so irritated. It's like, oh, it's only a rule because I said it is right now. Fuck you. It's That's all the government ever fucking does in across the real world and the wizarding world, and it's all the schools ever fucking do. It's like, we said it is a rule, so now it's a rule. Well, fuck you, dude. You didn't... That's not how it was before. I didn't sign up for that shit. Fucking... Oh, also, Fred and George just apparate. Who fucking cares? You? Who fucking cares if you can apparate or not apparate? I don't give a shit about these fucking movies or this series or the author. Fuck all of it and her. Fuck all this shit. Everyone can teleport. Who gives a shit? Everyone's Nightcrawler. I don't fucking care. Fred and George can't teleport inside Hogwarts. They only do it at the house. For those of you who are listening to this in the future, James has gotten up and left. I don't know where he's gone, or if we he will come back, but we have made him so angry that he had to take a walk, um, because the um actually between chat and myself got too much for him, so he has taken a break. I really hope he comes back, because that's a big part of the, big part of the podcast. Um... I'm going to use this time to promote listening to this podcast, 
live because if you listen to this live and you join us live right now um, and watch this live, you get opportunities to participate in ways that you don't get to do if you're just listening to this in podcast form. Um, where you get to vote on the next movie and all this stuff. So we do do this on alternating Saturdays. Um, we are also starting something new on the channel, which if you would like to join us from podcast into the channel on Thursdays starting this week, we will be starting a D&D show, which is really cool. I don't have a name for it yet. We're working on that. Um, but yeah, that would be September... 16th. 16th. James has returned. September 16th. Um, for those of you listening to the future who won't hear this for like another week. So there you go. But feel free to join us on that. James has gotten some water. He's pacing. He's back in the room. Um, yeah. Yeah. Apparating aside. Okay. There you try. Dolores finds them. Dolores finds the children. And with the help of the pieces of shit from Slytherin House. Why do you hate me so much? I don't hate you. I hate your people. Let my people go. Fuck them. They have done nothing to warrant any compassion from anyone for the whole movie series. Not one Slytherin has done an act of kindness or goodness. They are there for comedic effect or to be the villains. I acknowledge as a human being that there are good Slytherins in the world. Of course there are. Thank you. There have to be. There are always exceptions to the rule. Most of us are... But all of the ones that are important to the movie series are bad people! They are bad children with bad parents, they make bad decisions, and they are vile. You're still so yelly. You're hurting Aries' ears. He shook his head. I'm sorry. Merlin was a Slytherin. He was a good guy. Merlin's a fucking asshole. Yes, I'm Merlin's a... a bad man. That's not a good example. What do you fucking mean? Merlin's a pile of shit. What are you fuck? What? Get the fuck out of here. He's a really good wizard, though. God damn. Anyways. All right. Listen. She finds the kids. She finds the kids. With the help of the Slytherins. She finds the kids. And what house was Dolores? I don't find this information for me. I want to say Ravenclaw, but I don't know. She's not smart enough to be in Ravenclaw. She is. She values the mind, though. It's all. She's dumb and evil enough to be in Slytherin. But I, I don't think she's in Slytherin. Let's see here. Gotta go you know why? Wait. She's a Gryffindor. And you know why? Because her big thing is loyalty. She made a... In this film, she made an enormous speech about loyalty. When she was first introduced as the professor of the dark arts. I just put that shit together. She's a fucking Gryffindor. I'll bet you. I'll bet you she is. She's gotta be. What a piece of shit. Oh, everyone's a bad guy. Every house has bad people in it. I love it. I'm mad. Slytherin! Yeah. Ha <laughs> ha! They're vile creatures! I'm mad. Evil! I didn't know that. Damn it! Your house is rotten. No, I'm okay laying claim to Lucius and Bellatrix and Narcissa and Draco and I'm even okay with Tom Riddle, but I'm really mad that we have to claim Umbridge, too. Yeah, man, I'm cool with having Satan. He's, yeah, that guy, he's fine. He's not Satan. She is. That's, I did compare her to Satan earlier this episode, in fact. Say what you will about Voldemort, but he at least cares about Harry's education and Dolores does not. 
He always waits till the end of the year to attack Harry. I think he's just bad at plans. <laughs> I think I think he's truly just not very good at planning. I think he's he's a lot more of the improv type of guy, like roll with the punches to do the evil. Um, I'm so mad. And I, I hate her. She's the yeah. She's the worst. Uh, man. Just you can allow that, yeah. Uh, All right. They're caught. We've been hung up on this for like ten minutes. They get caught. Uh, that comment and from chat. That's for you, by the way. I know. Um, they get caught, and she is, uh, she asks Snape, a uh, fellow Slytherin, as it turns out, um, what the, what the hell is going on, because Harry, uh, tells Snape that the, they've got Padfoot, and Snape knows who that is. Snape knows Padfoot is Sirius. Um, and Snape is a reformed bad guy. He's a good guy now. So, uh, does he have the tattoo, by the way? I'm does assuming have, so. That's probably has, why he always wears long he sleeves. He has the Death Eater Because he was a Death Eater, so he probably has yeah. it. Um, so, Snape does good guy Slytherin shit, and when, uh... Our darling Dolores Umbridge goes, what are they fucking talking about? He goes, I have no clue. No idea. And fucking leaves. Peace. Immediately leaves, undoubtedly to go do some hero shit behind the scenes. Um, so then Hermione, uh, who is smarter than everyone else. Dolores is a fellow Slytherin of Snape's, just so chat's aware uh, what I was referring to. Um... So, Dolores is about to do some curses, some illegal curses to Harry. Uh, the, what is it, Cruciatus? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's going to Cruciatus curse his ass. Um, and Hermione is smarter than everyone. That's my note. I'll give Hermione credit where credit is due. I dislike her character so very, 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 very much, but that she note, is you, smarter. You said that note so long ago. <laughs> she's smarter than everyone else. Um... Yeah, she fucking starts improvising about Dumbledore's secret weapon, which is not a real thing that no one has. Um, and I skipped over this whole thing with Hagrid and his half-giant brother that he has stashed out in the woods, uh, but that's where they take Dolores. She leaves literally everyone else. It's just Dolores Umbridge, Harry, and Hermione go Who out into the fucking woods. Lists, to be fair. Yeah, but and I said this during the movie... Powerful wizards don't need wands to do magic. And I would like to make a very clear point in saying Harry Potter is easily a top five strongest wizard of his time, even as a kid. Hermione Granger is a top ten because she's so much smarter than everyone else. Dolores Umbridge, not in the top ten of the strongest wizards. Also evil, also a pile of shit. It is my deepest belief that if Hermione could create a situation where they could get the drop on Umbridge and take her by surprise, even with their lack of education, they could handle her so easily. It would not take effort for them to beat her at magic at all. Harry's just better. And Hermione's just smarter. Like, it, it bugged me that they didn't even fucking bother to try. Anyways, they get out there where the giant half-brother of Hagrid's is supposed to be. He's not there. Uh, the centaurs roll up, and they're like, hey, fuck you. And she's like, racism. And they shoot an arrow at her, and she's like, double racism. And then the giant picks her up and is like, huh? And she's like, racism. And, and it's really just a bad scene for her in general. And so the, the, the uh, a centaur shoots the giant in the arm with a bow, uh, an arrow. And he's just like, 
fuck that, and drops her on the ground. And she's like, tell them I mean no harm. And they're like, and this is my next note, is that Harry Potter has learned the middle finger maneuver from Dumbledore. Uh, and he goes, I'm sorry, Professor, I must not tell lies, which is a callback to the beginning when she made him write, I must not tell lies onto his own hand in fucking weird blood magic, like evil people do. And, uh, it's a Slytherin thing, isn't it? They know how to do blood magic, don't they? Snape teaches them blood magic. No. No, I don't know. It's like bloodbending from Avatar. It's fucked up. No one should do it. Uh... And so they escape. The centaurs drag Umbridge off into the undergrowth, and we never hear from her again. Um, the Dumbledore's army escapes. Luna says, we're going to take the Thestrals to fly to uh, London so we can go to the Ministry of Magic and deal with this whole thing. Try to rescue Sirius. Uh, so they dip. They fly there. Uh, and they get into the Room of Prophecies. I don't know if that's what it's actually called, but that's basically what it is. It's a room with a bajillion snow globes full of prophecies. Uh, the little crystal balls. Uh, and the rule is the only person who can take a prophecy off of the shelf is someone who the prophecy is about. So you can't just go in there and willy-nilly start taking things off. Uh, it won't work that way. You can only take it down if it's about you. So uh, Neville Longbottom finds the uh, one about Harry. Harry picks it up, and the Death Eaters roll in, led by uh, everyone's favorite Lucius Malfoy. Uh, Bellatrix Lestrange shows up, which means it's a Tim Burton movie now, and I don't care what anyone has to say about that. David Yates stopped directing right then, and Tim Burton took over. Uh, and then everything was weird and covered in stripes, and we didn't know what happened. <laughs> Circular formations everywhere. Circles and triangles and weird stripes and shit. No, that didn't happen. It was still David Yates. Uh, Tim Burton just lent Helen, Helena Bonham Carter for to real? the set for a little while. Uh, so I made a could... joke about that in my head. Like, she's, like, stepping away from working with her husband for a minute. Now ex-husbands, that's sad. Yep. No, it's not. Who cares? They're Hollywood elites. I don't give a shit. They also lived in separate houses for most of the time. It's they were a fucking weird, weird marriage those two had. Um, we both take a drink at the same time. We shouldn't do that. We got to coordinate this better. Um, so the Dumbledore's army straight up starts embarrassing a group of adults. Yeah. Uh, and it is like the adults in this group are bad guys. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, six of them. And Dumbledore's army consists of, wow, six people. I had to look at the poster for reference to make sure I counted correctly. Uh, so there's a Death Eater for every member of Dumbledore's army. And they have this big, long fight. Uh, Neville petrifies somebody. Ginny explodes somebody. Uh, also, Ginny explodes the room. Uh, Luna banishes someone to the fucking sun or some shit. I don't, corpus. I don't know what happened. That guy disappeared forever. Uh, and they're, they're, they basically win this fucking fight against grown-ass wizards. They do win round one. Yeah, but it's a multi-round fight. And they're not really used to doing multi-round fights. They're used to just winning in round one and not having to deal with more than that. So they run. They kind of escape. They find an arch. Harry and Luna are like, the voices. And Hermione's like, the what? And then the Death Eaters fly in from the sky in weird goo form. And apparating. Is that what it looks like when you apparate? You don't just teleport invisibly? Sometimes it looks like that. Other times it doesn't. What are the rules? For that, that was purely a movie effect, I think. In the books, it's more just like you just appear places. In the movie, I think they wanted to like... They turned into weird like... Shape-shifting black banners with faces on occasion. Yeah, it was purely, like, for movie aesthetic, I think. Regardless, Lucius squares up with Harry. All the rest of the Death Eaters kidnap someone and hold wands to their throats or faces or whatever. Uh, Dumbledore's army gets wiped in an instant. Uh, and so Harry is threatened into giving the orb to... Lucius Malfoy, 
uh, also a Slytherin, also a bad guy. My note about him is that he's too generic of a bad guy. He monologues for too long. He looks evil. It's just embarrassing, really. His hair is glorious, though. True. Ginny's very impressed, but also murder the adults monologue too much in this movie. Yeah, he just talks too much. He just does classic villain shit and talks for too long. Uh, and then Harry gives him the orb. Uh, and then Sirius Black shows up out of fucking nowhere. And he says, get away from my godson. And he punches Lucius Malfoy in the face. Uh, and then the rest of the Order of the Phoenix show up. And they start duking it out with the uh, evil wizards. And Harry and Sirius duel with Lucius and some other guy. Uh, easily beat the other guy. Uh, they tag team Lucius into disarming him and knocking him away. And then Bellatrix Lestrange, in a fit of, I'm in the movie now, pay attention to me, uh, Avada Kedavra's his ass, but he takes the shot that looked like it was going for Harry. Um, and I left a question at the end, um, which is a very important question that we'll get to later, but it's about that moment. Uh, so she kills Sirius Black. Killing curses him. He falls into the gateway and his body disappears. Lupin grabs Harry. Harry yells. It's all very quiet. Uh, it's like a, a silent movie effect to let the viewers just cry. Um, and Harry chases her out, like, chases her out of the uh, room. She's sing-songy outside in, in the courtyard of the Ministry of Magic going... I killed Sirius Black, and uh, which is kind of fucked up. She killed her cousin, uh, and Harry hits her with Crucio. Uh, the beginnings of the torture charm knocks her ass over, dude, and uh, he's threatening her like she can't do shit. She's at a disadvantage, and he's threatening her with her with his wand, and Voldemort rolls in. And full Emperor Palpatine's in the moment. And it's just like, kill her. Do it. Do it. And is just trying to goad him into doing it. And then Dumbledore, uh, who phoenixed away from his office earlier in the movie that I didn't mention because I don't give a shit. Uh, Dumbledore uh, teleports into a fireplace uh, in the walkway of the ministry. And he and Tom Riddle, or Voldemort, uh, just straight duel for a little while. Bellatrix escapes. Uh, Voldemort is du uh, trying to duel with Dumbledore. Dumbledore is knocking Harry away while also dueling with Voldemort. And uh, my last real note is they killed Sirius, and I will never forgive them because Gary Oldman is a treasure, and now he's not going to be any of the movies anymore. Unless we do flashbacks, in which case I will treasure him even more. But it was very upsetting for me. I loved Gary Oldman, and I was mad that I ranted about how much I loved Gary Oldman in this movie, and then they fucking killed him. It was very upsetting. Um, but the uh, the the movie basically ends after the duel between Dumbledore and Voldemort. Voldemort invades Harry's body. Harry beats him back, uh, despite never having trained well enough to do it, uh, and beats him. <laughs> With the power of love and friendship. Oh, oh my answer to your question is not going to make you happy. No, no. Uh, because there's a, there's a, the question was written hastily. I don't want to know the actual answer to that question. It's more a question about Bellatrix. Okay. Um, so the movie ends. Uh, all the Aurors arrive and they see Voldemort just there uh which is the proof that dumbledore needed to get the ministry off of his ass to get his school back to keep harry alive and out of trouble for doing all the things that he's been doing uh and it gets fudge to step down which is the cherry on the fucking insane cake um and next guy is not much better well government types never are that's basically the end of the movie um, we end there on a stunning note. What? what? Nothing. I'll talk to you about it later. All right. Um, 
So the last question I have is, what would have happened if Bellatrix tagged Harry with the Avada Kedavra? And the question, I, I need to rephrase it, because I don't want to know what would have actually happened. Like, what would have happened to Harry? Harry would have been fine. Because he's still under the sacrificial protection. Right. He can't himself. actually die to magic. Until he's 17. Right. He's not 17 at this time. What would have happened, say he wasn't under the protection, if Bellatrix killed Harry? I mean, Voldemort takes over in the world. Voldemort would have killed every Death Eater in a fit of rage because it's not Voldemort's immediate goal to take over the world. It's Voldemort's immediate goal to kill Harry Potter. Oh no, he's on a revenge quest for sure. Secondary take over the world. And if Bellatrix Lestrange, a pile of shit Death Eater who is trapped in Azkaban for forever, took... no, that's that's canon, Snow. That is that is canon. Took canon. that glory away, right? If Bellatrix killed him, say that, say that the, the protection wore off or whatever, he, he could be killed. It, If Bellatrix takes that joy away from Voldemort, the strongest wizard in the world is now Voldemort. And now he is triple pissed because he wanted the vengeance. He didn't want bellatrix to get the vengeance he doesn't want lucius to get the vengeance he doesn't want anybody else to kill harry potter because he has to kill harry potter he is the penultimate one-dimensional villain all he wants is the protagonist dead but in an inconvenient difficult way because he has to do it you're a terrible villain i'll say this forever and ever you're a terrible villain if the only thing you want is something that is easily attained, but you make it difficult by wanting to do it yourself. Anybody could have fucking killed Harry Potter from the time he was a baby on. Leave him in a room by himself with an exposed outlet. He'll kill himself. You don't need to kill him yourself. If you want Harry dead, let anyone do it. Put a fucking price tag on his head. You win. You're the winner now. You make it so much riskier and so much harder if the only one who can kill him is you. Because now he's going to learn and he's going to be trained by people who know about this. And they're going to teach him how to deal with you. And they already know how to deal with you. So it's going to be extra double hard for you. Why do that? It's so stupid. This is a classic case of a Slytherin not including a Ravenclaw on the planet. Ambitious. Ambitious, but dumb. That is not Voldemort. No, that's just Voldemort. Ambitious, but dumb. That is a fact. It, all he needed was one fucking Ravenclaw Death Eater to be like, boss maybe you should think about letting literally anyone do the dirty work while you're stuck on the back of that guy's head maybe we should do that we know where he lives I'll just go stomp on him he's an infant his bones are soft how how is it how Harry Potter shouldn't have lived past a few weeks old. There's no way. Soon as his parents die, it's fucking open season, dude. He was one? Yeah, he was one when they died. Alright. Shouldn't have lived to see his second birthday. Maybe your toddler fell off a roof. I know how tall Privet Drive is. No way in hell a one-year-old falls off that roof and does not die. There's no way. Apparate into the house, pick up the baby, apparate on top of the house, leave the baby. <clears throat> Problem solved!
Are you sure you're not in Slytherin? No, because that's a very Gryffindor solution. That is a Gryffindor solution. A Slytherin would be like, I have to kill him with a gun. I have to kill him with the killing curse. Because fuck you and plot. Why? It's so hard. Get a Ravenclaw. They'll figure that shit out. It's fucking stupid. I'm upset. We made you more upset than you were when watching the movie. It's it's almost as... No, it's not that stupid. But it's almost as stupid as people shipping pedophilia. On that note... <laughs> on that note, um, we're gonna <laughs> wrap up podcast. Please tune in next week where we're gonna be talking about Sonic, apparently. Sonic Heroes! Because that's what chat voted Woo! for. Woo! A new movie! Taking a break from Harry Potter. Yeah, baby. This is going to be fun. We're breaking it up. We're going to do a comedy, baby, with Jim Carrey in it. Oh, oh, the fun we'll have. I'm a big Jim Carrey fan. Love Love me some Jim Carrey. Love Jim Carrey. Been avoiding watching this movie, even Ah. though I was part of the protest to change the animation. See you then. See you then.